Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hill House, from the Big Love Club. And we are here to bring you the newest news in gaming. Uh, this is when we talk about what's happened in the last week of news. Of course, it's been a little bit longer than a week, so we will have a little bit more worth of news, I guess to say. But um, <laughs> to start things off, um, it, it's been really crazy. I feel like uh, time yeah. is flying by, and I feel like we're approaching episode 100 very quickly. And there's a lot of stuff that I mentally have planned for episode. Did I say 50? I meant 100. Yeah. Episode yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to mentally plan for that episode. We're, are we doing a giveaway there. for that episode, man? Are we doing a giveaway for that? Yeah, we are. But we there's are. like other stuff. <laughs> oh, there's other stuff involved. <laughs> there's other too? stuff that, yeah, there's other stuff that I'm trying to. I'm trying to get mentally around the idea of like what it is going to be like to go into this like new era almost of the show. And I'm pretty psyched about it. But at the same time, it's like. It's just approaching so fast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that being said, um, welcome back, um, old listeners, and welcome to the show, new listeners. Um, we are the two experts on video games that you're going to listen to for the next approximate <laughs> yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> We're experts. So um, did, did you play any like new games this last week? I, you know, I didn't. I, this is the thing. Okay, there was a big old thing on Twitter. A uh, bunch of streamers were getting together and they said, hey, you yeah. know, uh, in in uh, recognition of season nine in Apex Legends, let's all go play Titanfall, Titanfall 2. And uh, so people were, you know, they were tweeting about it, retweeting, etc. blah, 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 blah. I even went and downloaded it and I got on Twitter. I said, okay, guys, I'm going to be there with you, you know, uh, whatever. So. Uh, downloaded it and here's the funny part okay is that it got so much traction that ransom came out and uh gave away the game uh for free uh on a specific day i can't remember if it was the second or the third um but they gave away the game uh to anybody who wanted to download it um you could play it and whatnot uh obviously but yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, you know, we talk about that a lot and with the state of today, society, you know, how it's uh, everything's right there at your fingertips immediately. Uh, you can either uh, pick something up and make it great or you can trash it like a buddy of mine says at work. You know him, too, uh, that, you know, he can either make you shine like a diamond or he can make you look like a turd in a pool. And it's one of the two, you know, you're either going to, you know, make it or not. But, uh, yeah, these guys uh, made themselves look really good, I think, by uh, listening to their fans on social media. And uh, I think it was just such a big thing, especially with a lot of content creators putting it out there on Twitter that uh, they couldn't ignore it and they had to do something about it. So um, I've been playing a lot of Titanfall, too. Uh, because of that and a lot of other people i know have been playing it and dude 
just been having such a good time. I got it on PC this time and it's, it's just such a fun game. And, uh, you know, going after, uh, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. Uh, the uh, main protagonist in the game, uh, who's going to be a new character reportedly in apex, but, uh, uh, just been having a great time, man, trying to go after these dudes and, and killing them and playing inside the Titan. Uh, can't wait to do some multiplayer. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, just been having fun with the campaign, just going through it. I spent three hours on it today. Um, was intending to play something like overwatch. And then I remembered I had that on there. saw the icon and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and play that. But I've been getting back to a lot of older games. I've uh, been playing CSGO again. Um, seriously considering getting back into uh, Tom Clancy's uh, rainbow six siege. Uh, yeah. Just for some reason, yeah. I've been getting back to these older games that either I never finished the campaign or just never really gave a solid chance to. So, pretty much yeah, all and I you and you mentioned three games that all have stood the test of time just because of the quality oh yeah of the games yeah um titanfall 2 is one of those games that it's just a tragedy that it was released between a call of duty and a battlefield game and was lost in the discourse this push of that. this push by the way with social media mm -hmm. with titanfall 2 is to get them to make another titanfall game I, I think right. it calls for one. I think it's it's a good time for one, especially with the state of the next-gen graphics and consoles that you have out there, basically next-gen PCs that you're going to have by the time this game's done. Um, it's right. It would be a damn shame not to. I think it would be something really big for, uh, for Ransom. And I think it's all... Um, it's all a response to the fact that EA went to Respawn and had them... They asked them to develop a new IP. And I think as much as people trust Respawn to God damn, develop I said new Ransom, IP, didn't I? And I meant Respawn. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I oh, mean, it's not I fine, though. There's probably about. people listening going, you moron. Oh, my God. <laughs> Respawn. It's fine. It's Respawn. God. But if, <laughs> if I'm sitting um, here reading other stories while I'm talking about this one. And it's which is a huge bad habit of mine. Uh, you probably noticed that I have much many times where I pause when I'm talking. It's because I'm reading a story about something else while I'm telling you a story about something else. So it's a very bad <laughs> habit that I have and I apologize for it. So, yes, I was reading something about ransom and I meant respawn. So I am a moron. Please continue. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. You're good. It's just. As much as people trust Respawn with developing a new IP, it's I think people were offended by the fact that they already had a really good IP to work with. Yeah. And they would it's not saying that they would rather have Titanfall 3 than something new from Respawn, but it's one of those things where they're just like it's crazy that EA would tell them to develop a new IP when they're just sitting on one that's fantastic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what is rubbing people the wrong way. And I think that's what this push is for, but yeah, I'm excited for anything that respawn does. And it would be interesting yeah. if they, I, the thing is, I don't think they could handle doing Titanfall three on top of a new IP and whatever the follow-up is to uh Jedi fallen order. Cause they're supposed to be doing that too. Well, um, so yeah. that's a lot I on their some, plate. I have some news on yeah. that too. Yes. 
Okay. Go ahead. But we can just but, segue into the news. Let me just roll the music right here. Yeah, uh, reportedly, uh, you, know, you know how I am. I love talking about leaks and crap like that. And uh, Reportedly, there is two new games that are being talked about for Star Wars. Um, the leak, this, there's a leak that came out. Uh, this is a report that was being uh, brought out about Disney. It's being pitched uh, for a game on High Republic and The Mandalorian. And it sounds like these games could be both of these could be Xbox console exclusives. And uh, there is a guy by the name of uh, uh, Nick Shipshaw Ed Baker. Uh, he is the one who's talking about it. I don't know if he's a data miner or if he's just, you know, one of these guys that gets this inside information. Uh, but anyway, they were, he was talking on a podcast recently, and he said that uh, Xbox Game Studios is involved in at least one of the games. And then there's also something about ZeniMax Online Studios, the people that were behind the Elder Scrolls. Uh, and that is um, basically Xbox, Microsoft acquired them through the Bethesda acquisition. Now, they're talking about these people being involved in this. Now, is one of these one of the MMO or the open world games that they were talking about? Um, it's unknown. Uh, but it's a pretty good bet that one of these games is going to be uh, a full-on uh, MMO. They don't think that it's um, going to be the next one that's put out. Uh, it's probably going to be online uh, you know, and co-op shooter, that kind of thing. Uh, main thing that we're usually used to. However, uh, this gives a lot of uh, hope to that open world Star Wars game. Uh, I wonder if Mandalorian would be good, you know, as an open world Star Wars game. You know, I was thinking about it when I when I heard this story. And um, yeah, so there is a rumor coming out or leak out about two games uh, being released. One of them has to do with the Mandalorian and the other one has to do with high Republic. Uh, so yeah, interesting little tidbit of, uh, you know, rumor, but, uh, a lot of the times, you know, that we've seen <sighs> this stuff comes to light and it, you know, basically is pretty much true. So we'll see what this guy has to, you know, what his, uh, info tells us later on. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there, bro. That's cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's going to be a lot of Xbox leaks um, because I feel like they have, since they're acquiring so many studios and them also working closely with um, a lot of developers, including the uh, rumors of Kojima, all of that going on. Um, it, it's really crazy to think what Microsoft is going to put out in like one to two years. It feels like it's going to be very different, the playing field. But that being said, um, let me see what I have. I think I have some Sony news with PlayStation. And um, let me just get through some quick bullet points real quick. 
No, but a lot of these leaks that are coming out right now, especially in concerns to uh, Microsoft, it's probably going to be about a lot of different companies. But a lot of these leaks are coming out because of documents that have been released in the Epic Games versus Apple lawsuit. So a lot of this stuff is coming from that. Um, these are these are documents that are being brought out in court, and I mean they're hitting the uh, they're hitting the internet as soon as it's made into uh, public record. So um, yeah, there's a couple of other stories actually that I have that you know after you're done here with about the Sony thing that you know have there are more leaks, but it has to do with Epic Games versus Apple because that's where these things are coming from, and it's almost like that twelve degrees of uh, whatever you know. Separation from Kevin Bacon. (laughs) It's like all this shit is going back to Epic Games versus Apple. So, yeah, this is going to be it's going to be really interesting. I've got a couple other cool stories that I think you're going to like. But anyway, uh, go ahead. You were saying about Sony. Yeah, um, Sony. The first thing this is like very um, early last week news um, was that PlayStation Poland put out a promotion of a playstation streaming service that would be included with ps plus and um i'm sorry not ps plus i'm sorry it just sounds PlayStation. playstation poland <laughs> it just for some reason that just sounds funny to me uh i love it okay <laughs> um but I, it's either playstation now i think it's playstation plus and they're including a streaming service in it and it's only for a year. So it's going to be a place where you can stream movies and TV shows. And the ad seems to be advertising Sony based films like, um, Venom. And I forget what else was there, but Sony has their own film studio so they can, you know, put up those movies for free. And it made a lot of people wonder if it was going to come to America. And they basically came out and said that it's just a test run in Poland. And that it was really funny was their statements basically made an allusion to the fact that Poland was really good at watching TV. It was really weird. Like their statement wasn't we're testing it in Poland and then we're going to make it live later all around the world. Their statement was. We're testing it in Poland because they're really good at like consuming television. <laughs> so I don't know if it was lost in translation or what, but it, it's, it was a really funny statement when they came out and explained what it was. So it would be interesting if they ended up adding that to PS Plus because um, with Microsoft pushing for Game Pass to have high quality games and a large assortment of games, um, it would be interesting if Sony tries to counter it with their alternative to gold being so much better than gold that they don't have to pay attention to PlayStation now. So it's really <laughs> weird. It's really funny how they're the two companies are focusing on different attributes of their services. And it'd be interesting if Sony goes down a entertainment um, way rather with movies and streaming and because they already have like that integration of Spotify into uh, PlayStation, which is really funny. It'd be interesting if they packaged Spotify with PlayStation now. Things like that would be interesting if Sony went entertainment angle rather than gaming angle like uh, Xbox. Because Xbox, and this is not in my news, but Xbox is doing a lot of things for 
gamers that I didn't expect. Like they're now supporting a bunch of different frame rates in Game Pass and stuff. Like things that not the main public asks for. It's more of the actual more like hardcore gamers that you would think would be on PC, you know, but they're putting out patches these last couple of weeks for uh, Xbox games to have different frame rates and stuff. And it's, it's crazy to see that they're doing that type of uh, updating of a console that's built for televisions. And a lot of televisions are still running 60 Hertz. You know, it's yeah. really hard to find a television. It's not hard to find, but you know, like if you have, televisions in your house already they're probably not 120 (laughs) um you would have had to purchase it knowing it was that so the fact that the series x supports high frame rates is cool but i don't think everybody can like utilize it yet um the next thing in news that i have is that sony is extending their trademark for the playstation home name and now, if you are old enough to remember the PlayStation 3's um, really weird thing called PlayStation Home, where it was basically a social place where you could walk around your virtual house and communicate with other players through PlayStation Home. It sounds really weird today, and you're <laughs> like, well, no wonder it failed. But when you think about how it could maybe be used with PlayStation VR, it suddenly makes a lot more sense. Something where you could design your own space to invite other players into your home, quote home. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Makes a lot more sense. So uh, the fact that they renewed the trademark makes you think that maybe they're going to launch it with the PlayStation VR 2. Maybe it'll be like the hub, you know, rather than having a home screen, maybe when you turn it on, you're in your quote virtual home. And um, you can invite people to play games with you or it'd be cool if you could invite people to watch like movies with you, like a virtual couch or something. Things like that would be really cool to integrate into PlayStation Home if they were to (laughs) revitalize it in the form of VR. And, you know, at the end of the day, they do renew trademarks all the time just in case they ever need something. But um, it'd be cool if they're actually pursuing bringing back PlayStation Home. Um, that being said, let me see. I think I have, let's do some switch news. I got switch news. Uh, the Nintendo switch a couple of weeks ago passed the original Famicom sales in Japan. Now this isn't worldwide. This is the switch sales within Japan have sold more than the original Nintendo Famicom, which is insane because the Famicom was sold so long and it was still selling even into the Super Nintendo's life. And um, that that's just insane that the Switch has already passed it. So yeah. that means the Switch is now trying to pursue the uh, DS, which would be crazy. Because <laughs> the uh, Nintendo DS has insane sales. Um, I, I don't know where it is on the Game Boy. The Game Boy may be the next that it has to do. And it's really weird because it, it makes it the best-selling Nintendo home console in Japan now. And that's kind of cheating because it's also a portable. So if you see it as a portable console that just hooks up to your TV, then it is still competing with the DS and the Game Boy as a handheld. 
But if you see it as a home console, obviously it's outsold all the other home consoles. So it, it's kind of weird. The fact that it is a hybrid automatically makes the statistic that it's the best-selling home console in Japan a weird statistic. But um, yeah, the Switch is still selling like crazy, and I think they're still trying to push it really hard because they're trying to make the Switch Lite get it into like every household multiple times now. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get like five consoles in every home so it's it's crazy yeah. to think about um that being said um i think i might actually start playing on my switch again because of this next piece of news that i have which is that now i put a meme up about this on our facebook and twitter but it's that mario party <laughs> super mario party has finally added support for full online play which is really funny because um before you could just play some mini games online but you couldn't play the actual board game of mario party which is really funny because like that is the game so it's like imagine i'm trying to imagine another game that does that like what it it's really bad example but what if in overwatch rather than playing the actual game Uh you only could play the training room online with other people. <laughs> that was so. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, it's just like the main portion of the game was not playable online. You would have to do couch co-op, but you could only play the mini games. But now you can play the whole thing online, and that's really funny because it's almost three years after its release. And not only three years after its release, but there has been no updates to this game there have been no board updates no rule updates no new boards there have been zero updates to this game despite the fact that it has been in the top 10 switch selling games every month i believe since its release it's always up there it's not like um legend of zelda breath of the wild and um mario kart numbers it's not those numbers where it's always like number two or three or number one but it is always like number nine or ten and it just floats around there in the top selling games and it's consistently selling and there's been like no content updates they don't even talk about the game um and it's made a lot of people wonder if they were going to make another mario party rather than update this one because of the fact that they just have ignored it But the fact that they just added online play makes people a little bit more hopeful that maybe there's going to be some DLC for the game, which would be cool if they added some more boards, added some more ways of playing. Uh, Things like that make more sense because I don't think there needs to be another Mario Party on the Switch. I think it just needs updates. Uh, And this is a good update. It's just hilarious that it has taken so long. But (laughs) that being said, um, props to Nintendo for actually... Like, I was joking about the fact that it took them almost three years. But, I mean, they could have not done anything to it, which would have been worse because it's been one of the main complaints about Mario Parties that they just have, like, forgotten about it. But this proves that I guess they were working on it. Now, there are other opinions where they're saying that this would have been really cool last year during the beginning of the pandemic, that being able to play Mario Party online would have been really cool. So adding it a year after... The pandemic started in America is kind of like, eh, but I mean, it's still a cool feature. You don't have to be forced to be at home to enjoy Mario Party. <laughs> um, 
Let me see. I got one more thing in Switch news. It is that Fujifilm is collaborating with Nintendo to make a Pokemon Snap combo type thing. It's kind of hard to explain. So if you're familiar with Fujifilm's Instax, which is their very popular instant cameras, Mm -hmm. uh, they have a instant camera printer that doesn't have the camera part that you can connect to your phone. So it's basically just the printer and you can print uh, photos off of your phone. They're now allowing an app to be downloaded on your phone that connects to your switch that will allow you to print photos from your switch on the Instax printer. So it's kind of comp it's kind of convoluted and complicated, but, um, it does, at the end of the day, allow you to take screenshots on your Switch and print them on instant photos, which is pretty cool. And it's making a lot of people get vibes of the Game Boy printer, which if you remember back in, I think it was like 98 or something, you could hook up this machine to the Game Boy that printed very poor pictures that were just uh, uh, pixels. But you could take pictures with this very retro camera that, you know, it's just insane to think about today. But um, it, it's got a lot of vibes of that. And it's really cool that they're using this promotion with Pokemon Snap, which is all about photos. I think it's a really cool promotion. There's also going to be a Instax printer that has uh, Pikachu like on it. So they are doing some actual physical you know, like uh, crossover promotion. So it is pretty cool. Uh, but if you don't need like all the bells and whistles of the fancy Instax printer, you can just use the one you already have if you have one and you can just hook it up to your switch and just start printing screenshots, you know, of your home screen. (laughs) But yeah, it's a cool feature. And, um, I like collaborations like this, uh, Fujifilm and Nintendo are huge Japanese companies. Uh, they, them coming together is really cool. Cause like, they're just, they're just those companies that like, they are worldwide fame for those two companies. And yeah. seeing them come together with technology like that's, I don't know, it's just really cool. But that's just me being a nerd, I guess. Um, the last thing in, <laughs> in news God that I have. that happens here. Right. The last thing in news that I have is that Cyberpunk um, released, I guess, in one of their, um, what is it, their investor meetings. They in, released the sales for Cyberpunk during its first month because they're talking about the quarter that ended in December. So it was only one month of sales was 13 13.7 million copies of Cyberpunk sold. And there were a lot of comments on it where people were saying things like, well, what about how many were refunded? You know, like, does that number actually mean anything? And they came out and said that only 30,000 copies were refunded. So granted that's just in December. Granted that a lot of people may have asked for refunds in January. And the Sony store removing it from the store could have also hurt sales in January. But most of the talk of refunds were actually in December. So 30,000 refunds for how much people were talking about it is crazy to me. 
Um, I remember it's like everybody in the world was talking about get your refunds. And I think there was this like overall feeling of you thought that literally 70 to 80 percent of people that purchased the game were getting their money back. There were like so many photos I saw on Twitter of stores saying to buy it at your own risk or people stores having, you know, sheets of paper that said no returns on cyberpunk, uh, you know, things like that. And um, I don't know, just the way the media handled it, especially social media. (laughs) um, it, It just really felt like the game was a complete failure sales wise to me. And I know there's a lot of people that are saying things like, well, as long as they get those day one sales, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of game they release. And I was hearing those people, but I was also seeing all the people reacting in real time, saying that they were getting their refunds and the game was trash and all that. And I just thought that it would be a much larger percentage of 13.7 million. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that percentage is. Uh, 30,000 of 13 million. It's... It's not even 1%, right? <laughs> I don't think so. But it's, it's such a small number, and yeah. I think that's incredible. Um, it may be less than half a percent. I don't know. It, it's insane. So as much as we talked about everyone going crazy and trying to get their refunds and stuff, it's. I mean, I'm included in that statistic. I bought it in the first month, and I haven't gotten a refund. So I'm one of those 13.7 minus... 30k um so i don't know it's it's really weird to think about that because i felt like the public the the image that was painted is not accurate to what actually happened and good for good or bad however you feel about that uh it's just not what was being presented but that's all i have in news um i thought of some good stories with sony and nintendo yeah, some good positive stuff. No no, no allegations on my end. <laughs> no allegations on your end. Um, oh, my God. I see your notes say Fort's, Fortnite skins, and my brain is so dead that I read four skins. But go ahead. <laughs> Actually, that is what they are. No, I'm kidding. Um, so the first thing I want to get to, uh, because uh, the next three stories all came from the Epic versus Apple lawsuit. Um, that's where they were all announced from was paperwork that was released in that. But before I get to that, uh, I wanted to hit a story really quick that Activision has finally confirmed um, that. And I believe they confirmed this uh, during its uh, quarterly earnings report that um, uh, Sledgehammer Games is going to be making its next Call of Duty. uh, And it will be... um, uh, providing support on Black Ops Cold War and uh, helping with that. Now, uh, Sledgehammer Games are the guys that did Call of Duty World War II. Now, there is rumors that the game is going to be involved with uh, World War II still because it, it wraps around something codenamed Vanguard. So the rumors are are really hinting at the fact that it may be another return to a world war two game. Um, now naturally it's going to be a single player multiplayer. There's going to be some sort of co-op mode. Um, they did not get specific though on the setting of the game. So, uh, yeah, they, 
did have a confirmation of, you know, there was kind of a tweet that they put out. So people are reading into that and uh, maybe thinking that that has something to do with it. But I think it was more of them just saying, hey, you know, guess what? We're doing the next Call of Duty game, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, they said it's looking great. Now, the CEO, the COO of Activision, uh, president and COO, he said that it's looking great and it's uh, right on track for its fall 2021 release, which is just nuts. I can't believe how much they pump these games out. And uh, they said the new game is built to integrate with and enhance Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, but he did not get into detail. But you could just think that it's probably going to be the same as Cold War, where there was a, you know, kind of an integration, um, a single ecosystem with weapons and battle pass unlocks, etc. So, uh, yeah, so that's a rumor with that. Or it's not a rumor anymore. I'm sorry. Activision has confirmed that Sledgehammer Games is going to be making the next Call of Duty game. Um, but the rumor rumors uh, through that is that it's probably going to be something involved again with World War II. So we will see. Kind of interesting. Um, but the next three stories that yeah. I have, uh, believe it or not, these stories all came out of the Epic Games versus Apple trial. Um, the first one that I'm going to talk to you about is uh, Walmart. Um, there hasn't been an announcement per se about their cloud gaming service, but there is some serious detail that was released uh, from a document that talked about Walmart's effort to pitch its cloud gaming service to Epic Games in an attempt to get Fortnite on board with it. Now, um, the co-founder, Mark Ryan of Epic Games, uh, now this is part of a seri series of emails from April of 2019. Um, I want to say it's Ryan. It's R-E-I-N. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. It could be Rain. Um, but he played, it says here, quote, I played Walmart's demo on an Android phone with an Xbox controller and the experience felt like playing on PS4 and superior to playing on Android or iOS. And then it says that uh, he also uh, sent in a game clip and um, he was excited because uh, there's also a, a clip attachment showing how Walmart was planning on selling this attachment uh, so that your phone could attach to a controller and they were going to sell it for like $2. So he was a very, very excited about that. Um, so a lot of detail that came out about it. Uh, now there was a presentation that was attached in the emails, um, that they were, um, showing how Walmart had been going around and, uh, uh, pitching the games to, uh, several publishers that they were planning on running the service on windows with third-party game launchers, including steam origin, Epic BattleNet, Bethesda, uh, all that stuff supported. And, um, yeah, they were, uh, saying that they were originally set to launch this stuff, the beta in 2019, July. And there was, um, yeah, all sorts of, uh, different mock-ups that were made showing, you know, what your experience would look like, etc. Um, planning what they called an open ecosystem uh, with the ability to stream from the cloud or download and play the games locally. And uh, it's a gaming service that was called Liquid Sky, um, something that Walmart had bought. 
Uh, it was um, previously uh, with IBM's cloud bare metal servers and um, using uh, NVIDIA GPUs. So yeah, it, it and it, it, from what I understand, it's extremely powerful and extremely good. Uh, so Walmart was making the right moves on this, um, but I don't know if you've heard anything about it since since that. I wonder though, because they're, they're talking about um, this had originally come out in 2019, even though that it wasn't officially announced that they they hadn't made any official announcements about a cloud gaming service. So I'm wondering if maybe the pandemic kind of put that on hold. You know, if that's what it was and they just did decided not to respond to it at that point or talk about it at that point. But yeah, no, I didn't know if you had heard uh, anything about the cloud gaming service. If there was. We heard about it over a year ago. There were rumors yeah. that they wanted to get into cloud gaming and we laughed it off because it's like it was getting really competitive. It was around the time that GeForce Now released we heard rumors that walmart was even wanting to yeah um at the time uh we also heard that amazon was wanting to but now amazon's is kind of public knowledge because it is it is out there now <laughs> yeah and uh, walmart's actually the only one that didn't surface and i was seeing See, that it was because of covid19 delayed it yeah but i think it's too late I think the market is too competitive. I don't know though, because here's the thing: because uh, because Mark Ryan from Epic said in his in his uh, uh, brief or his, his emails, he said that he was really interested in Walmart's pitch because of the fact that you know there are other services, Google Stadia, uh, GeForce Now, etc., but that Walmart is more open to exploring all the different business models that's, you know, that are out there, but that they would probably end up having the least expensive because that is what Walmart does. So true. I really think that Walmart is possibly sitting on this right now and decided to wait a little bit to see what the, (laughs) what the, uh, the atmosphere is going to be like, which I think is a very smart move as far as, as far as cloud gaming is concerned, because if you just look at what everybody else is doing and then say, ah, but guess what? We got this, this is better. You know, our, our service through liquid sky is way better, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then right. Boom. It's cheaper. They're going to blow the lid off of it. And it, I, it could be one of them sneaky moves that they're doing, man. I mean, we've right. seen those now, happen. So, okay, so this is going to turn into, I guess, the topic of the episode because this is you've kind of opened a can of worms. Um, the big <laughs> things with cloud gaming are where are your games coming from? Yes. Now, the two options are it's games that you have to purchase or games that you are renting through a streaming service that is similar to Netflix yep. but is for games. Um, Amazon is going for the Netflix model. Uh, Game Pass is the Netflix model with xCloud. Uh, Stadia is the purchase model. Uh, GeForce Now is the purchase model. Um, Now, to go into more detail, xCloud actually not only allows you to use the Netflix model, but you can also use um, games that you already own, and you can purchase games to use it. So it's kind of a combination. Uh, I assume the same is with Amazon. I'm sure Amazon has a way that you can purchase games because they already have a digital store. Yeah. 
Um, GeForce Now has the same sense where there's not there's not games that you can play on GeForce Now like the Netflix model, but it for a while allowed you to play select titles from Steam. And so the thing about Walmart is where are your games going to come from? If they go for the Netflix streaming model, they're going to have to pay a bunch of people to get on board with that, and they'd be immediately competing with Game Pass and uh, Amazon with Luna yeah. is the name yeah. of it. Um, if they partner with Epic, if that's what this was all about, and they make it so that all of the games you already own in the Epic store, mm-hmm. which has like tons of games that people have been redeeming for free for a while. Yeah. That would be a awesome partnership. If Walmart's streaming service was Epic Games is like exclusive partner for the games that you own in it, uh, that would be awesome. And I oh, think that yeah. would be a great start for it. But now this opens a can of worms of uh, you and me can come up with the funniest pitches for names of their streaming service because they're not going to call it walmart game streaming because everyone will feel like that is like the worst thing to stream on it'd be like hey what are you using i'm using walmart game streaming you know they're gonna have to think of a name like amazon the, did with luna or stream. google did with stadia spark stream. yeah is it gonna be is it gonna be called spark stream <laughs> is it gonna be called um uh, gaming now, with Sam what or if something. They, what if it, what I if don't it know. looked like a bunch of games <laughs> coming from the middle of the spark? Would that look like a butthole with poop coming out of it? Like <laughs> Walmart shitting out games? I don't know. It's. <laughs> I'm reaching. I'm sorry. So, so it either would have to relate with Walmart with their current things. So it would have to relate to their colors, like call it blue or, or something. Or if it have to relate to the image of the spark, or it have to relate to the heritage of Sam Walton, well, so it have to be like Orange Walton for, Games or something. You've got Orange for uh, online grocery pickup. Um, you've got yeah. the Walmart Blue for you know Walmart <laughs> super centers. You've got Green for the neighborhood market. So what color would be online? You know what would be a good red. color? Just red? burning red. <laughs> red. Yeah, just bleeding red. It has to be. It, what if it was like randomly the most hardcore, unfamily friendly like marketing for it? Like you just like have no idea what you're in store for. Um, well, they I don't know. Use the Walmart I, yellow, I guess. I feel like the naming would have to go with Amazon's angle of Luna, where they just kind of threw a dart at a board full of a bunch of words. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have to be something like Walmart's, you know, you just say something like, uh, you know, Mississippi. There you go. It's the Mississippi strings. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you, I, you know, if, if, if any of these I just companies were smart, you know, instead of naming it like a cloud or a Luna or, you know, something that has to do, you know, why couldn't it be like, you know, a hive, you know, or something like that? You know what I mean? Just something different. Why does it got to be, you know, because it's up in the sky? What the fuck does that mean? Why couldn't it be a just hive make up a word of it's together working together, you know, um, you know, something like that or just just make it sound like a drug. Pibloxin or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Walmart Humera. Uh, 
be good. So yeah, uh, so Walmart that presentation was leaked because of the you know Epic Games versus Apple lawsuit that is currently going on. Yeah, and uh, but it sounds like Walmart really had their ducks in a row with the uh, because this guy Mark, you know, yeah, uh, Rain he he sounded pretty damn excited about it you know, about what they were offering and what they could do. And with the gameplay, you know, he said it was, you know, really good. So uh, very interesting. Plus the fact that they were planning on selling the clip that attaches to your controller to hook your phone up to it for only $2. I mean, that's just, that's just a big thing. But Walmart is, like he said, they're they're That's their gig. They're really good at it. And well, um you know, they sell a lot of brands that other people don't sell, you know, on brand, which I'll be honest with you. I bought a pair of their uh, their Bluetooth headset phones for 10 bucks. Dude, I love them. They last like seven fucking hours and they're comfortable and they're they're perfect. You hear everything. <laughs> you mean the battery life last seven hours? I thought you meant that like yeah, you have to buy life. one every other day. No, man. No, <laughs> the battery life lasts seven hours. <laughs> They're great. I buy one every single day. I wouldn't day. be raving about no it if, if you had to buy one every day for work. <laughs> but um, but th- yeah, there I is think there's a good possibility about, for them. I, I think the most depressing thing that they did from a business standpoint last year was they sold Voodoo to Fandango. And supposedly yeah. they were trying to sell Voodoo for a long time. And for them to get out of the business of owning a platform where you can own digital films and TV shows. And they were even making original programming for it at the beginning of last year. Uh, And then they just basically sold it to Fandango and it will probably just fade into obscurity because of that. Um, But it's really weird to hear that they want to get into game streaming despite them basically getting rid of a huge investment into an online platform. Because yeah. with Voodoo, there wasn't... I don't know why they were trying to sell it. I really don't know why. Maybe the company's really desperate for cash. But Voodoo is one of those things where it just prints money. You get a percentage from every time someone makes a purchase on it. It's like owning... It's like Apple makes money off of anyone that puts an app on their app store. They yeah. can do absolutely yeah. nothing to make the app better, but they get a cut of it. So in the same way, Walmart was just basically making a cut off of Voodoo. And I don't understand <laughs> why they would sell it. <laughs> but I think that was one of the worst decisions they have made recently. I thought Voodoo is a very good platform. And I thought that it had an interesting future. And the idea of comboing it with game streaming was intriguing when I first heard about game streaming. And then... Almost immediately after we heard about the rumors of Walmart's game streaming ideas, they sold Voodoo. And I was like, okay, so are they still going on with the game stream? Because they seem to be out of the digital business again. <laughs> so I don't know. It feels really weird that they're trying to get back into it. Because you were talking about them selling an attachment for $2 to basically entice you to try out their service. Uh, back in the day when Voodoo was first bought by Walmart, because they didn't create it, they used to sell in Walmart these... Um, streaming sticks and they were called voodoo streaming sticks and now this is really old school because yeah this was when there was like only roku i think was like the only streaming thing so you could buy a roku for like a hundred dollars or you could buy a voodoo stick for like twenty dollars 
And it came with like $20 worth of credits where you could buy films for that $20. So basically it was essentially free, but it was their way of trying to make you use Voodoo. Now it was really funny because it's a streaming device that only did one app. That sounds insane today. You can get a fire stick on sale for like 15 bucks sometimes on like prime day. So to, to think that at some point in time you could pay $20 for a stick that only ran one app (laughs) is just funny. But that being said, they had a similar business model where they use their store to push a product to entice you to get addicted to a digital service. And that, that seems like a decent idea. Now they didn't, like keep up with that they didn't make better voodoo streamers they basically made the one and then just abandoned it uh but just like they abandoned voodoo but anyway (laughs) um this it's concerning because like it feels like they're doing a lot of steps that are similar to voodoo so it's making me wonder if their plan is to basically create a game streaming service to then like sell in 10 years i don't know it's really weird because that's what they did with voodoo but yeah, I don't know. But go ahead. You can go on with your news. I interrupted you a lot. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, it's a it's a good subject, and we'll just have to wait and see where Walmart goes with it, man. I mean, um, I, I I'm hope sure people they stay will in love the same to direction, hear that we talk about Walmart know? for about 40 minutes on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the next, the next thing that uh, we'll talk about, because we'll just keep talking about this uh, Epic Games versus Apple and more things that were released. But there is a document and some uh, slides, et cetera, that were released regarding uh, an internal presentation again at Epic Games and uh, showed uh, a bunch of uh, Fortnite promotional things that they wanted to do with the game. And uh, some of it was... Uh, uh, skins for LeBron James and uh, skin for The Rock. And also a presentation that showed a mini a basketball game uh, that was going to be featured in there. Uh, something that was going to be called um, uh, like a mini basketball game, but also uh, they planned on a party royale for uh, with Zion Williamson and LeBron James. Now, this was made public because of, like I said, the trial. And... Uh, they talked about this. This came from a quarterly business review uh, that was performed in June of 2020. Now it talked about a bunch of their revenue from the game and they talked about the promotional outlooks and what they would be doing. Um, and then different experimental things, which also included the basketball mini game and uh, with a partnership that was going to be a broader partnership with the NBA, uh, which is kind of a big deal. Um, now, they said the Fortnite was going to be kind of like an arcade basketball version kind of thing. And it showed, um, you know, playoff events, uh, potential NBA postgame shows inside the game, uh, themed emotes, all this other stuff where you could steal, you could dunk. Um, really kind of a cool, uh, you know, the Fortnite turquoise or aqua colored uh, on the courts with the Fortnite uh, symbol painted in white. You know, the Fortnite uh, logo, I mean, and, uh, you know, it just shows 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, um, different modes that you can play. Uh, and so, yeah, um, now a lot of the stuff inside this document has already taken place. Um, uh, the Many of the big detailed stuff, including the, uh, the Neymar skin, um, the partnership with the Marvel crossover, 
and all sorts of different things like that. Now, um, they're saying that the rock is more of a, uh, more of a, a big guess as far as the Reddit stuff and the court of public opinion on that one, because of the weird resemblance that he has to the foundation, um, the different, uh, visual similarities between the two of those. Uh, so yeah, it should be, uh, uh, kind of neat to see what happens with all this, but yeah, another, another thing that was just leaked because of this damn lawsuit, you know, uh, all this cool things that are going to be happening. Uh, last thing that I wanted to talk about that got leaked out was from, uh, Microsoft and there was a document that talked about how, uh, uh, Microsoft was not um, going to stop. Now, this was a uh, two emails that were sent between uh, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney and Xbox uh, Phil Spencer. Now, Spencer was telling Sweeney that Xbox was not giving up on the possibility of getting Xbox Game Pass on other consoles like the Switch. Um, they talked about how through the xCloud uh, gaming service that it would make sense because Nintendo Switch players would be able to play all the Xbox Game Pass, uh, the technically demanding titles on their Switch. So, and I'm imagining a lot of Nintendo Switch people would probably really dig having that on a uh, on their uh, console. Now, um, uh, now it talks about also the requirement of removing Xbox Live Gold subscription, which was kind of interesting because uh, they kind of went the other way after they had already talked about this, it seems like, and then they kind of backed up. So yeah, it's kind of interesting that this stuff is being, um, these are dated from August of 2020. So yeah, this means that this stuff was long, long in the process before it even happened. Um, and then them reverting back to, you know, after saying that they would double the price of a live gold membership, remember how that happened. Uh, yeah, that didn't uh, take them very long to step back from that. But interesting how all this was in the works way back then. And uh, it wasn't just this spur of the moment stuff that it seemed like. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that still wanted to come to the Switch in particular. Um, now, Xbox yep. and Nintendo, from what I'm understanding, I haven't seen this myself. And I wanted to ask you about this, but... They've been teasing about an upcoming partnership. Have you seen anything on that? With who? Between Xbox and Nintendo. Um, I have not seen that, but I know there's been rumors for the longest time, like over a year. Okay, so maybe that's what they're talking about is, is the rumors, but... I'm going to be looking into it because apparently people are saying that Xbox and Nintendo have been hinting at it, teasing about uh, oh, a right, possibility right, right. of an upcoming partnership. <laughs> Xbox keeps um, releasing statements from their like C CEOs and developers and things like that. And they'll have Nintendo stuff in the background. Like I think Phil Spencer had a switch in the background of his statement once and it seemed like they were, kept teasing it so i don't know if there's going to be something but it feels like they're trying to grow hype for it yeah yeah be interesting to see um i think this would be a, a win-win for everybody you know especially uh the switch 
you know, with um, all their fans, because you know that Nintendo would make something off of it. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's all I got, man. A lot of leaked stories because of uh, this case that's going on, um, which I thought was pretty interesting um, that these these things are being all of a sudden because of this damn lawsuit between Epic games and Apple stuff that these companies probably don't really want out in public is being released because of course it's a public case. So yeah, very interesting. I imagine there's going to be plenty of more stories about that, uh, uh, released from that case coming very soon. (laughs) Awesome. Um, yeah. cool. I think there's some good stories this week. Um, we're going to get back at it. I'm, I'm really trying hard to do some new stuff and I'm really excited about a lot of it and I can't wait to present it to everyone. So, uh, be on the lookout for updates. Um, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really fun. And, uh, we're still on the road to episode 100 and yeah. thanks for listening everyone. So, um, hope you have a good week. And remember, it's not the newest news in gaming. Unless it's new to us. I see your notes say Fortnite skins and my brain is so dead that I read four skins, but go ahead.